pod and half-baked episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I'm about half-thawed, baked, whatever. Yeah. And with me today is... Donald Weigel, also half-thawed, baked. <laughs> you, which do you think is worse or better? Something half-thawed is probably inedible. Yeah. But at what point is half-baked edible? Like, would I... you eat half-baked pizza? Oh, yeah. Oh, you could? You would? I would eat half-baked <laughs> just about anything as long as it wasn't- It uh, sounds like a dare. Yeah. Like, there's a point at which you're not going to die from food poisoning. There are certain half-baked bake goods that sound really good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I just bought something half-baked, and I'm like, do I need to go through the hassle of having to go all the way? I don't know. Well, we are actually going to be talking a lot about holiday trimmings, and that means F-O-O-D, delicious food. <laughs> The delicious is silent. I, I can't <laughs> no, spell, so I don't know what that means. It's, I'm just glad I, I spelled it correctly. Uh, but we, uh, last week, did an episode that was a little bit more about the uh, the things going on in the world. I yes, don't know the, if the current uh, 2020 challenges to the holiday season. Now we're going to, uh, you know, sort of do a more traditional navigating the holidays episode. Um, We've done uh, a few of these in the past. You can go uh, check them out. We've got Honey Glazed Holidays, Holidays on Ice Parts 1 and 2, (laughs) and Holiday Halftime. We sure enjoy the jokes and the yucks. I will uh, link to all of those in the show notes, and uh, you're about to get another one. It's a refresher course in navigating the holidays. Well, the good thing is I can barely remember our tips and tricks. Oh, yeah. Every week, I forget what we say. No, so it's like, like we we finish recording an episode, and then you know I listen to it back later in the week, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah was, that was a good I, point. We said some good stuff that time. So we are going to break this episode into three parts: uh, before the holidays, yeah, during the holidays, and after the holidays. Yes, indeed. See, th- we have a structure. It's not just us talking and riffing. We're not we just do. winging it. It's not just going to be zany, zany, wacky. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever sound that is. If you say things are zany and wacky, does it mean that they are? I, uh, my grandmother, who I don't think she knows what podcast is, so I can talk freely about her. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother, uh, knows that I took a comedy improv class at one point. Yeah. And, at really inappropriate times, family gatherings, wakes, she would say, do something funny. Yeah, it was Be really funny good. Now. I and was it, there. We were at a wedding and she did that. Just do something funny. And I did just, I'm more of a like response c- comic. Like you put yeah. me in an elevator, you right. put me in a passive aggressive situation. I can bebop and scat, but. <laughs> put you in a passive aggressive situation. <laughs> well, you know, most to any situation can be a passive aggressive situation. Yeah, if Speaking you want it to be. In your heart, you sure can. Exactly. So uh, this is a season of food. Yes. Uh, That's what we enjoy. That's why we're here. And that's probably why you're here. (laughs) Right. We enjoy it and we enjoy it a little too much. Yeah. But uh, Donald, I think uh, we've got lots of different things to cover. But uh, we want to remind you of the math of the holidays before we get started. Yeah. You know, we are big, huge fans of math. And we know that most people love math. <laughs> and so we tend, we try and jam as much math into these episodes. Ooh, ooh as they're we talking can. about math. Turn it up. Turn yeah, it up. Yeah, everyone, you know, yeah. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention. Um, this is the good part of the episode. So, <laughs> um, I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'm going to bring it up again. Um, I found an article which contained a review of studies, which means they looked at a whole bunch of studies, uh, covering the holidays. And, 
Um, the studies in particular were focusing on holiday weight gain, and they found that um, the average person between Thanksgiving and New Year's gained about 0.8 pounds. Which, what kind of person is that? Yeah, I, I know. I would like to meet that person. And that may not seem like a lot, um, but, you know, still, it's 0.8 pounds is 0.8 pounds. You do that consistently, how, and eventually you're going to be uh, me a few years ago. Yeah. How many years have we been alive? If you multiply that by 0.8, that's... That accounts for many of the pounds that we have gained. Yeah, as much as I just said I like math, I'm not going to do that math. No. No, not right now. Um, however, and here's the thing, if you're listening to this, people who were already overweight or obese gained as much as five pounds during yeah. that season. And I can tell you, I have put on way more than five during that period We'd in like my lifetime. We'd like to really be excelling at the, yeah. like we're in the bell curve, we're at like the bottom part, which is actually the big part. Right. We're at the top of our game when it comes to putting <laughs> on weight during the holiday season. Um, and then a more recent evaluation found that uh, people who are already obese experienced a greater increase in body fat over the holiday season compared to people who were in the normal BMI range. Yeah, that's yeah. that tracks. I don't know the science, but yeah, that's basically me. Yeah, exactly. And just as a reminder, some more math. Um, the two months of the holidays are 16% of your year. Hmm. So if you're saying to yourself, well, I'm just going to, you know, give up. I'm just going to do what I do for the rest of the year. The If you were absolutely perfect the rest of the year, that gives you an 84%, which is kind of a middling B average for the yeah, year. And if we recall that there are 365 surprises, there was Banana Bread Month. There oh, was yeah. Sourdough Starter Month. There was Tiger King Month. I don't know what you eat during Tiger King Month. but Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a succulent meat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. But this year, you may have already been struggling with your uh, health and wellness goals. And to just say, okay, it's November, I'll start again magically in January. That's when I'll get back on the scale. That's when I'll start tracking again. I just have so much going on right now. I can't deal with uh, following healthy goals right now. We are setting ourselves up for failure. And I guarantee you, the you of January is going to magically build a time machine right? and come back to the U of November and maybe kick you in the shins <laughs> for not making, I don't know what you do, but- This this is the first thing, if, if, if time machines are invented in oh, early yeah. 2021, that's going to be the first use of it, is coming back in time and kicking yourself in the shins for <laughs> sure. what you did. You know, one of my favorite metaphors, uh, analogies, uh, is the if you're standing in a hole and you need to get yeah. out of that hole- you don't spend 16% of your year digging that hole deeper before you climb out. You try and fill in the hole or at least minimize it and climb out sooner rather than waiting until the hole is even deeper before you start to climb out. Yeah, so in uh, in the coming words that we will say on this podcast, we are going to talk about things to do now before in America, before Thanksgiving uh, hits, like yeah. a hurricane. Right. Uh, and before uh, Christmas and Hanukkah, there are many things that we can do before the holidays to better prepare us for the actual events. Thanksgiving comes in and says, here I am, rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I just pulled even... up a Scorpions <laughs> reference. <laughs> That's right. Man, I am here for it. Yeah. Just Sorry, audience. This is... 
You this is us. a little self-indulgent Scorpions reference from the 1980s. Well, it's also, usually we like to podcast at the break of break of dawn. I know. We like to podcast early when we're fresh. You are getting midday jokes yeah, here. Yeah, this is this... like middle of the day. We are like on fire right now. I've, I've had like three cups of coffee. <laughs> I am ready. And the sun is high up in the sky right now. It uh, sure is. There is a Steelers game on in an hour and a half, so we got to get through this. Exactly. Um, um, so the first thing that I want to suggest it, at this time you know we are recording this in mid-november it's going to come out about a week from now and if you still have a bunch of halloween treats around if you have leftover treats around (laughs) throw them away give them away that's a good Um, one i know you wanted to talk about this a little later but uh catherine found this group on facebook called buy nothing oh my gosh people will take away your treats if you like you give you, you don't sell anything on this thing you give stuff away and it has been magical. So uh, the website is buynothingproject.org. They have uh, international groups around the world, which is international. Yeah. Um, I literally today, on this very day, yes. gave away seven lollipops. <laughs> seven lollipops hey, in a does bunch. It, Somebody uh, wanted to come by and grab seven lollipops. I want seven lollipops. Yeah, our kid got seven lollipops. Didn't uh, want lollipops. Yeah, we bought her some Halloween candy. She didn't want them. And so we gave them away rather than, you know, saying to ourselves, well, we don't want them to go to waste. We better eat them. Yeah, but the uh, Buy Nothing project is just about people in your neighborhood uh, trading or donating or even borrowing items. You're not going to borrow lollipops. You're just going to take the lollipops. You do not want that person to return that (laughs) lollipop after they borrowed it. (laughs) No, that's a 100% give. Um, But... Get rid of the candy. There's more candy coming. The second wave of candy yeah. is coming. So yeah. get rid of what you have. Yeah, imagine it like a waves and waves of troops heading towards you. You know, if you <laughs> like Normandy. Yeah, sure, like Normandy. <laughs> mm, okay. You, you get to, you get rid of this first wave of uh, treats before the onslaught comes, or you'll be buried in them soon. Exactly. So. As we're approaching the Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah holidays, a lot of times we feel like we have to jam in every treat we've ever loved, every family tradition all at once, especially for Thanksgiving. You might really associate it with your grandmother's favorite sweet potato recipe or, you know, your, your rolls that you make for the family, all these different things. We feel like we have to get it all in because it's the only time that we can do it. My first suggestion to you is to really make sort of a list of the things that are the must-have items. Yeah. And then realize you can spread those items out over multiple holidays. Yeah, you don't have to have every single one of your favorites every single time there's a gap gathering or an event or a meal or something. Right. Like, okay, well, we love the lasagna and the turkey and the roast beef. And we also love the the vegan roast, but we also love mashed potatoes and roasted potatoes and, 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 and. Decide which holiday you're going to have the special treat at. Okay, we're going to have green bean casserole at Thanksgiving. And then at Christmas, we're going to have the sweet potato pie. Right. Like you don't have to have it all on one day. So really think about that before you get into it, because I think we want to experience all of it 
but then we don't have the room for it. And then we spend the whole month trying to eat yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. And, and there is a certain uh, time, and I've done this many, many times in my life, where I've given into that scarcity mentality, yeah. where I say to myself, I can only get this, you know, this time of year. So I am going to eat it until I can't eat it anymore. Yeah. And for me, that is a lot. Yeah. I can put away those holiday treats like crazy. Oh, boss. Like it was my job. Um, so <laughs> He put that on LinkedIn, CEO. That's right. Jamming <laughs> it all in my face. Exactly. And just because it's called the holiday season doesn't mean you have to eat like every day is Thanksgiving or every day is Christmas Day or, you know, whatever the your holiday of choice is that involves a lot of food. Um, you don't have to treat every day like that you can spread it out and still get enjoyment out of things yeah and if you are listening to this uh, when it comes out thanksgiving is just a few days away and before we get to the actual holiday we would suggest still weighing in maybe even every day this week yeah if, if that's not something you typically do you could weigh in every day this week you can get in purposeful movement Every day in the morning, just make it a small, you know, daily activity. Even do that on Thanksgiving. That's during Thanksgiving that we're talking about. But keep up the activity. Don't just throw in the entire week and say, ah, I'll start again next week. I'm too busy right now. Keeping those small fundamental habits really does matter. Yeah, that scale avoidance and Ugh. that all or nothing attitude are are really ways to really sabotage yourself and end up much, much bigger and unhealthier than you were before this start. Um, you know, focus on what you can do right now. Every step counts. You don't have to do your, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to do a six day a week, you know, two hour workout, but you can get in some purposeful movement every day, even if it's five minutes, if it's eight minutes, like you can do that much to uh, at least minimize the damage of the holiday season. Right. And also, as you're approaching actual Thanksgiving, think about how the week is going, what potential triggers or stressful situations you might encounter, maybe going to grocery stores at off times, first thing super early in the morning to avoid crowds. Like, don't add stress upon stress for yourself. Make it as simple as possible. Order groceries to be delivered to your house or uh, do I the did that yesterday. curbside pickup. It was pretty great. It was great. Uh, but make it easy on yourself to not try to cram in every single activity. Um, and like I said, with triggers, if you know that you're going to be seeing people that might make you a little bit more stressed out, or if there's situations maybe you're not going to be with people, and that might lead you to want to overeat because you're sad about not being with those you love. Or, you know, plan some Zoom calls or Skype calls uh, with people that you care about. Make sure that you're filling up that time so that you're not just filling up on regret and maybe too much wine. And another thing um, that I have done in the past couple of years is I decide that I'm going to pick one food that is representative to me, like my absolute must-have, that I will go ahead and give myself permission to indulge in when it's around. I don't use it as an excuse to go out and seek it extra, but um, for me, it's usually pumpkin pie. If there is pumpkin pie around, I will decide to have a reasonable amount of pumpkin pie. I just um, imagine us walking through the neighborhood and someone's got a pumpkin pie cooling on... <laughs> 
<laughs> on a windowsill. Steal it like Yogi Bear. Like Yogi Bear. I decided this was my special treat, everybody. Exactly. O- officer, I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> it's my special treat. It's my totem for the season, officer. Please. You don't understand. It's my totem for the season. <laughs> but my, my point is that if you don't, love ginger snaps or you don't love you know various kinds of christmas cookies but there is one thing that you totally love avoid those things that you don't love decide that you're not going to just you know graze on things that you kind of enjoy or that you sort of enjoy but you know allow yourself to to indulge in one specific treat or like Catherine said pick your you know your four or five things that you that you want to have but don't just mindlessly, you know, eat things that you just kind of enjoy or that you sort of like just because they're there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think that that ties into if you do happen to go over to someone else's house or do some sort of socially distant thing, make sure that you're telling yourself, okay, if there is a pumpkin pie, I will have a slice of pumpkin pie. If there is not a pumpkin pie, I'm just going to skip dessert this time because right. that's kind of my go-to. So it sort of gives you a um, a beacon to hold on to. Sort of like, Very this well is your said. Important. You said that much better than I did. Oh, Thank we're you. Good. We're all in this together. Another thing during the holiday season is to start looking at ways where you can move away from baking activities with your family, with your kids, and move into more of a craft-based spending time together. I love this idea. Um, we, I know... I ate more cookie dough than my daughter's class ever got cookies. Uh, yeah, because, exactly. Because, oh, we're doing it for the teachers. Uh, I was doing it for my stomach. Um, but places like Paper Source, uh, there are also Pinterest. You can find a million different things to do. Go to a craft store. Pick up something where you can make, uh, you know, pilgrim hats or, yeah. you know, Thanksgiving placemats or something like that, or even for uh, Christmas or Hanukkah, any sort of seasonal uh, homemade crafts is a great way to spend time together, have that, you know, that I was going to say team building as though it was like right. some business thing. It's right, right. The, the family corporation. Yes. Exactly. But, um, and you can even, I love this idea. You can even do this over Zoom. You know, yeah. you, you have, uh, you know, nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever, even adults. Like I'm sure there are adults in the family that, that would enjoy doing this together over Zoom. You all pick a craft. Everybody gets the supplies. Um, you know, it could be something that's available to be delivered from Amazon. Amazon or something and and you all get together on Zoom and you make it together like while you're you know chatting yeah. and and presumably laughing and <laughs> yucking it up <laughs> and enjoying some family time over a, over a Zoom call. Well, and if you think about it, everyone else is making cookies and they want to get rid of their cookies to not keep them in the house. Right. And you're doing the same thing. It's like Halloween candy. It is crazy to me that on the Buy Nothing group, people are like, I have buckets of candy. Come get it. Yeah. Like, oh, no, we have too much. What a surprise. But doing that with, uh, you know, switching out crafts for sweets, I think, is a really important way, especially with our you know, the situation that we have with really liking food, it would be a shame to let anything go to waste. She oh, went for through sure. all of the trouble. Those loopholes are serious at this time of year. And that guilt layer on top of our inability to moderate our foods, I think, is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. And I used to lie to myself for years and years and tell myself that I was being rude or 
that I, you know, the the host or the person that made the treat was going to be super insulted if I didn't eat it. And really, I was just trying to give myself an excuse to overindulge during the holiday season. Well, and another thing right now is people sending those holiday food baskets around that just have things, you know, some things you wouldn't even look at again, like tapenade. Nobody <laughs> is celebrating the holidays for tapenade. I love tapenade, but that's just me. I think the jar of tapenade you got last year is still in the cupboard. All right. Just saying. Fair but enough. But now that I know about the Buy Nothing group, you get stuff that you don't want, you just post it up on the internet. People will come and get it from you. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, so don't be burdened by food gifts that you do not uh, actually want. Okay, so now we, uh, we've we talked about the before time. Now we're going to talk about the actual Thanksgiving time event. What do you do in the morning of Thanksgiving, Donald? Do you starve yourself, saving up all of your stomach room for the big meal, the big game? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I used to do, which I've talked about before, is I would eat nothing until I was lightheaded, until yeah. we got to uh, the main meal, gorge myself, and then want to sleep for two hours and then do it all over again. No, that's a huge mistake uh, in allowing yourself to starve. Um, you need to keep like eating your vegetables, drink your water, have your healthy snacks uh, in the morning throughout the day. Um, you know, rather than trying to, you know, and then the other flip side of that is don't start your indulgences when you first right. wake well, up I used, either. I did that too. I kind of went both ways of just having, you know, like indulgent cinnamon roll tray for breakfast and then lunch also. So yeah, stick with I mean, if you're making your own, your own holiday, uh, get together, you know, definitely eat something in the morning. And if you're going somewhere, make sure that you eat before you go, you know, eat something sensible so that you're not just out of your mind and you don't just, you know, dive into the, like we said before, the treats that you don't even really, really want. Yeah, for sure. Definitely going with protein matters because when we start our day with tons of carbs, it just makes us slow and it makes us want more. So go in, go into the big meal, uh, refreshed, get in a little bit of exercise in the morning, maybe do your own uh, virtual 5K, do a walk, something like that. Just make sure to get some fresh air before you uh, dive into that gravy boat. And if there is sort of a uh, buffet style situation going on, um, really check out everything that's there before you just start grabbing things. Because I know what I have done in the past is I'll just start loading up my plate with the first things that I see, and then I'll see things that I want even more. So I will make sure that I eat all of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll eat. I'll eat the things I didn't really, really want, and then I'll go back and eat the things I really, really did want, and I end up eating much, much more than I really wanted to. Well, and you can take small portions of a lot of different things if you are worried about uh, someone being frustrated that you're not trying their special whatever. You can take a very small portion of it, save most of your room for your must-have treats, and get it in that way. So making sure you get those foods that you're really interested in matters because you don't want to go and, you know, feel like the whole day was ruined because you filled up on one thing and you didn't actually get the casserole that you had actually wanted. And another thing that I have done so many times is I'll just mindlessly grab something and eat it, and I don't even really realize that I've had it afterwards. I'm yeah. like, oh, I ate that, but I didn't really, you know, enjoy it. And so really sort of mindfully focusing on what you're eating and really enjoying it so that you're getting the most out of what you're eating rather than just sort of mindlessly 
shoving something in your mouth and then realizing that, oh, I didn't really enjoy that, so I'm, I got to have more of it. Well, and two, I think before the meal starts, if you're mingling, if you're hanging out, people bring Chex Mix places. They bring cheese and cracker boards, lots of filler food that you can really have any time of the year. Yeah. If it is not a critical Thanksgiving food, just skip it because we've all done that thing where we fill up on janky treats before the big meal. And then we're like, oh, I feel kind of sick, but I really want all this too. So just avoid, you know, hanging out near the appetizer station. It's like that, you know, going to a Mexican restaurant and filling up on the chips and salsa, and then you can't really like enjoy your entree because you've, you've totally destroyed your appetite. Exactly. So just be really mindful about that, you know, mindless grazing. I think it's also a nervous habit. If you're hanging out in the kitchen with somebody, you want something to do what you want something to do with your mouth. Um, so make sure that you have maybe a sparkling water in your hand or something Ah. like that. We can also, I mean, we've talked about it. We're not saying abstain from things and just white knuckle through the day until it's over. We want you to enjoy your day. We want you to make the most out of it. But being in a position where you're just filling up on random snacks is not a great way to spend the day. No. And speaking of sparkling water, um, another thing to really watch out for is drinking your calories. And I'm talking about both alcohol and non-alcohol in this situation. The holidays are, are definitely a time for lots of alcohol. And um, you can really, really uh, end up with a lot of calories from it if you don't watch. For example, math, more math and facts. A cup of eggnog has an average of 350 calories and 20 grams of fat in it. One cup of eggnog. Um, 12 ounces of regular beer is typically 150 to 200 calories. 12 ounces of a light beer is 55 to 110 calories. Um, A rum and Coke is about 250 calories, eight ounces of it. Eight ounces of a rum and Diet Coke is about 100 calories. Uh, Six ounces of a sweet dessert wine, 280 calories. Uh, You know, you have a couple of uh, a couple of glasses of uh, dessert wine and you're already at about 600 calories. Six ounces of regular wine, 130 calories, which, you know, you have one six ounce glass of wine. That's not so bad, but you start you know, into your two, three, four glasses and well, you're really, really torpedoing yourself. Well, and I've talked about this. I get calorically promiscuous. Oh, yeah. When I drink a bottle of, no, not a bottle, but if I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I drink a bottle of wine, I really start <laughs> no, to eat. No, but if I have a glass of wine and then suddenly I'm like, oh, I love Chex Mix. I could, I could eat yeah, this for days. Exactly. You know, it's it's not the one thing by itself, but it's sort of what, it, what path it leads you down that is the hardest harder part for me. Another thing, because this is our podcast and we can say what we want, we want to take you back to the wonderful episode we did called Doctor, Doctor. Doctor, Doctor. Doctor, Doctor. We still haven't gotten that right. No, it's fine. So um, when you are looking at your meals, try to think of small ways that you can modify your recipes to make them a little bit more calorie friendly. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know, making them taste so healthy that that they're full of sadness. Put applesauce in everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But maybe you you substitute, you know, half of the fat in a baked 
recipe for applesauce. And, you know, I, I know we know from experience, you don't really lose anything by doing that. Yeah. And if something calls for butter, you can substitute broth uh, for part of the recipe. Again, we're not saying all of it. If something calls for heavy cream, did you know that half and half is half cream and half milk? What? This is new information. It lightens it up just a little bit. If it calls for heavy cream, put in half that and then half 1%. You can just lighten it up just a little bit. It doesn't have to taste like sadness. Well, and, and think about ways too that you can also pump up, pump up the, the volume. volume you know sort of one of our go-tos you know adding cauliflower to your holiday macaroni and cheese because sure. that's something there, i just th- made that up. is a big thing people do i'm not in the macaroni and cheese on the holiday thing but yeah. i don't want to mac shame anyone no, for no, their holiday cheesiness um, but, you know, adding cauliflower or adding stewed tomatoes or, you know, something like that really, uh, you know, fleshes that out, fills you up more, and you still get to enjoy that uh, mac and cheese goodness, just as an example. You could even put in, for your mashed potatoes, oh, you yeah. could even put in some mashed up cauliflower, just oh, sneak yeah. it in there, nobody will know the difference, just a little bit, we're not talking a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, so more information about how to eat Thanksgiving dinner. Here we go, or any dinners you might have. <laughs> you know that we are in the small plate club. Uh, we have badges. Oh, yeah. We have matching jackets. We have many. We have hats. Yeah, for sure. Shin guards. Absolutely. I don't know. All of it. I've got mud flaps on my uh, SUV. Sure. You know, your SUV. My SUV. <laughs> um, but we use smaller plates because you can fill up a small plate and it gives your eyeballs the chance to think that you're eating a lot of Yeah, food. you really do eat with your eyes first before you eat with your actual mouth. I think I've said this before and I'm a little ashamed of it, but you're going to do what you're going to do. So people are crazy in their 20s. I didn't want to go to Europe in my 20s because I heard they ate on small plates. <laughs> and they had small portions. And oh I was like, God. if they don't have Cheesecake Factory portions everywhere I go, why even bother going to a country? This is why we are here today, because <laughs> you were limiting your world travel based on how much food you were going to be able to well, eat. Well, it turns out you can eat a lot of food. Uh, we have been to uh, overseas since my limiting belief of the small plates before, but... Yes. Um, we eat off of small plates because it gives our minds the ability to look at a full and wholesome plate of food. I used to want to eat off of chargers. When I found that chargers were just like for fancy display, I was like, I don't want to eat off the 17-inch plate, please. You don't I don't do think that. you should be putting food on chargers. They get plugged into the wall. Oh, uh, sorry, it's midday. You're getting midday yeah, comedy, you're everybody. Getting, you're getting the, the full-on dad jokes now. So again... Look at small portions of things that you're really interested in eating. Only stick to the foods that really matter to you, not the fillers. And then also, I came up with this sort of on my own. This is new information for me. What? Um, Take small bites of the food as though you were a judge on Chopped or some other food network show. Yeah, you mentioned this to me earlier. So... When we, I used to watch the Food Network star and they would have people having to do like, oh, they're great cooks, but how are they actually on television? And they would take a giant bite of the hoagie that they made. Right. And then they couldn't really talk to anybody about it. Exactly. And the hosts would be like, okay, here's a trick. You take a small bite and then you can talk through it. That's how we need to eat our meals because I can eat really fast 
all the time. Yeah, and this goes back to really focusing on enjoying it too. You know, if you really, really chew your food, if you, you know, chew it extra, it helps to savor it and make that taste last longer. And also, you know, you're there is that disconnect that they talk about how you get full before your brain really registers it. And the slower you eat, the the more likely that you are to catch up to that. Yeah, you know, I was uh, reading something about the great British Bake Off. Yes. And that one of the hosts doesn't actually really like dessert, which would be a great job. Like if I was yeah. a Twizzler host, I'd be like, yeah. eh, it tastes like a Twizzler. This yeah. is what it's supposed to taste like. Uh, but we got to uh, 100 and 145 pounds more than we are right now because we just put no limits no. on the holidays and then every day that followed. So, uh, so take small bites really savor what you're eating. And those judges don't eat entire dishes either. (laughs) They eat little portions of it just to, you know, get a feeling and a flavor for what they're about. And you can do the same thing. Just put yourself in the mindset of a judge on a cooking competition show. Exactly. You can be very fancy. Mm. Mm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Mm. So you're eating the food. It's delicious. Donald's got his pumpkin pie. It's on the menu. It's what he wants to eat. Yeah. If you are at someone else's house and they are begging you to take home leftovers, you can do one of a couple of things. Take whatever they offer you and then get like a block away yeah. and throw it in a neighbor's trash. Exactly. Nobody's got to know what you do with the leftovers. <laughs> or get, give it away on the, <laughs> on uh, the buy, buy nothing, nothing group. Exactly. With lollipops. Exactly. <laughs> um, but sort of the next part of the podcast is sort of about what you do after the meal. So those leftovers are really sort of where the big danger comes in. It's not the 4,000 calorie day that you have on Thanksgiving. It's not the 5,000 calories, whatever it is. It's what we do between Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, between Thanksgiving and Christmas that matters. And it's not, you know, saying to yourself, well, I could have had 5,000 calories on Thanksgiving and I only had four, so it's okay for me to have 4,000 a day for the entire next week. Right. And I, I mean, we are not doing uh, a big holiday this year because of COVID, but my instinct in the past was if it was just me and Donald, Five pounds of potatoes oh, are probably yeah. the number of potatoes you need. Probably. You just, just in case we have company. Yeah, well, and we want to enjoy those leftovers for as long as possible. Right, so we would make enough food to have full Thanksgiving meals for four or five days Yeah, afterward, for sure. And we would feel resentment if we didn't have those leftovers. The key is to enjoy the food on Thanksgiving Maybe have some leftovers for the next day for dinner or something like that. But if you're strategically planning to make four pies and five pounds of mashed potatoes and it's just you and one other person, you're just setting yourself up to gain a solid five to eight pounds in a week. Like that's what I do. If I go off plan and just say, okay, I'll start again in January, I can gain five to 10 pounds between the middle of November and the end of December easily oh yeah like without i don't know if fat has memory and just is like we're back in business baby like it comes back (laughs) you know like they're a business of some kind but it's what we do in the between time we've talked before about the math of thanksgiving being a day christmas christmas eve hanukkah being uh seven days and eight nights sure those are just a small portion i don't have the math in front of me i don't know what kind of time that is but we're looking at a 45 day you know time span for for new year 
If we eat 45 days off plan, that is huge. But what if we just reserved it for like six days? What if we reserved it for four days? Those key important holiday days, really savor it and really enjoy it instead of just spreading it out into this like carb-filled nightmare that (laughs) that you won't wake from until like Valentine's Day. A carb-filled nightmare that you won't wake from. But when I eat carbs, a lot of carbs, it makes me feel sick and I I feel tired. I don't want to work out. I don't want a meal plan. Like that actually happens to me not on holidays if I start start out with just lots of heavy carbs, it makes me feel 10 years older. Like, oh, it's nap time because I just ate a stack of pancakes that are healthy because they were made with coconut flour. For sure. So again, after the meal, make sure the next day that you have your plans back in place to get back on your healthy habits. You're working out. You're tracking your food. You don't even have to track your calories on Thanksgiving. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You can just estimate. I usually just say all the food, quote unquote, and then just leave it at that. But start out your next day back at your, with your protein, back with tracking, water, a little bit of exercise, and just get back – into your momentum. Because if we just say, okay, well, now it's Black Friday and I got to go shopping and I'll just start on Cyber Monday. I've got so much going on. Cyber Monday, there's no way I can deal with that. Right. And, you know, part of that is to try reducing your stress. Try and, you know, that can often be the root cause of a lot of overindulging is really giving in to too much stress. Try and focus on reducing that. And remember that the holidays are supposed to be fun and they're supposed to be about family and they're not really supposed to be all about food, even though that is what I spent most of my life making them about. They're supposed to be about all of the other things that go along with them. Well, and this year, and we talked about in the last episode too, that this is a year that might stand outside of your normal traditions. We are not canceling the holidays. There's not a war on whatever. We just might have to pause our normal traditions for this year. So if you're uh, displaced, you're not going home for the holidays, don't use food to numb or, you know, to, to replace your family time together. Remember that your goals matter, your health matters, and how you spend this season matters. It's not like magically on January 1st, we say this every year, it's not like we're going to wake up with some new resolve, with some new momentum. That is built over consistent habits, boring habits, day after day. We like indulging. We don't want to be sad on Thanksgiving and Christmas because we haven't enjoyed those really delicious foods that we love. But what we don't want to do is just spend a straight 45 days numbing ourselves with food and then be too exhausted January 1st to get back on track. But also, please remember to be kind to yourself. If you do overindulge, don't spend the rest of the holiday season or early January beating yourself up. It is not the end of the world. There is always time to start again. Exactly. And there is always a good time to pick up where you meant to leave off and to just get right back on that horse and start riding again. Well, and we definitely, you know, we have setbacks. I joked on the last episode that it took me eight months, nine months to lose the weight that I gained last Thanksgiving. And that wasn't a whole lot of a joke, really. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't pretty good. But 
You know, this is a process that never ends, but what we do now is we don't wait six months to feel like working out again. We don't wait six months to try to start tracking again. Oh, yeah. We get right back up on the horse that Donald talked about, treated very nicely, a very nicely treated horse. Absolutely. Um, But we get right back on it. It's just part of our habit now. Like we don't really even think about it because it's just, okay, a bad day. Let's just get back to it. Your health matters, your future matters, and you can enjoy this holiday season without feeling a lot of regret afterward by just even taking, take five different things that we talked about. We talked about lots of different things. We'll go over all of them again right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's start at the top, but find a few things that you can feel good about. Prioritize your treats, get in some daily activity continue weighing yourself and really enjoy and savor every bite like you're a Food Network host. Yes, indeed. And hopefully if you have listened this long, you have gotten to a point where uh, you're not regretting having made this choice (laughs) to listen to the entire episode. Thank you so much. We are grateful to each and every one of you. Uh, We keep doing it because of all of your wonderful positive feedback, and we really appreciate all of you. If you have any questions for us, if you have any holiday uh, tips, tools, other advice you would like to give, uh, we would love to hear it. You can reach out to us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com, and you can also find us on all the socials at weonlylookthin. The, all the socials for people over 40. So we're oh, talking, yeah, no, we're we don't have like Instagram. TikTok. We don't have TikTok or whatever other, you Snap know. Face or Yeah, zippity, zippity or... <laughs> doodah or whatever all the kids are doing face now. Face Twitch. Uh, face Twitch. Okay, what we actually have are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter there, just yeah, in case exactly. it was unclear. You can find us at We Only Look Thin. You can go to our website, weonlylookthin.com, and uh, find all of our podcast episodes there. You can also find out more about our subscription-based, women-only accountability group based on Facebook called yes, Wolt, indeed. Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Uh, the one-month membership uh, comes with three days complimentary trial to see if it's the right fit for you. Yep. And if you sign up for a three-month subscription, you get seven days to try out Wolt Place uh, before you get charged. So give it a go. Yes, please do. And uh, also, if you are feeling in a giving mood, uh, if you could do something for us and go to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review. Uh, just uh, it can be very, very quick, but all of the ratings and reviews, the more that we have, the more uh, we turn up in search engines. Uh, you know, when people are searching Apple Podcasts, uh, we get boosted higher and higher the more of those that we have. Uh, so if people are looking for podcasts like ours, it makes it easier for them to find it. We have 389 star reviews right oh, now. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we hit 400, 400 before the holidays? What a yeah. fun Fun thing, four hundred and one, because that's a prime oh, number. Oh yeah, that's That'd even, be better. even better. Yeah. I love prime numbers. You sure do. I do. I do. I don't know why I do actually. So <laughs> you're very excited that we're going to be our next anniversary is the twenty third anniversary. Oh, yeah. So fun. Yeah. Much better than twenty two for sure. For sure. So if you're still dismayed that Catherine wouldn't go to Europe because of the small portions, <laughs> just remember that now Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.